Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast in what was going to be a three-way transfer thingy. Looking at three different players. I just haven't had time to put three things together. So we're going to have to make do with Abdu Diallo today. And uh, yeah, what's the likelihood of this coming off? Probably won't. We've been looking at three players in the last hour. This is somebody I like. This is somebody that... May not leave Paris Saint-Germain, but Le Parisien seemed to be very, very confident that he wanted to move to Aston Villa. And considering it's the only link that we've had in the last bar, Jan Bednarek, who I think that uh, we will talk about if he does join Aston Villa. This is the only one whereby the source themselves has actually specifically linked the player and attributed comments to the player wanting to play for the actual club itself. Uh, obviously, today we've been linked with players like uh, Cesari, I don't even know how you pronounce his name, um, Attila Shali, Cesari, I'm not even sure how you pronounce it, we've been linked to Bidenarak, which uh, it's just been mentioned very, very, uh, just, just a couple of moments ago, um, that uh, Bidenarak is closer to Aston Villa, he would join the season long loan, and also this guy's came out of the blue today, and I thought this guy was probably the most intriguing of the three, Um Definitely more intriguing than talk, sitting here talking about Jan Bednarek. And while I have something done up on him, obviously we'll wait until the time comes before we need before we do uh, discuss him. Um, but the guy we're going to be discussing today is Abdou Diallo. Um, as I say, he may join, he may not join. I'm not saying he's going to join. Don't like if he joins, well and good, because I think he's a very very good player. Um, and we'll take a look at some of the stuff today. Um, Neil stripped. How's that about? <laughs> <laughs> so um all right guys let's put up some some of the stats on him here we'll just take a little look at, uh, at some of the stats and we'll just talk a small little bit about him he's a guy who's had a very very varied career so far 
where he has um oh where's all my slides going to oh there they are uh worry boy he's he's played with some big teams obviously started off monaco then he went on to join um fc mind and then from there went to play with dortmund and then from dortmund went on to play with paris saint germain so he has uh he's had quite the footballing education i suppose started off as a i think he was only 18 years of age um when he uh, got his got his break for monaco it was 2014 he played 10 games for monaco he did actually go on loan to zulte vargum in uh belgium for uh for a, a season he played 33 games there on loan which was a nice introduction to i suppose big boys football or men's football i suppose there obviously went back to monaco again and then played some games for monaco after that um, moved on to FC Mainz to, to, to play first-team football for a year and then was immediately snapped up 2018 by Borussia Dortmund. So he had one, two, three, he had three, he had four moves year after year after year after year, which to me signifies that he does have some, um, he does, that, that people were very intrigued by what he had to bring. And when you look at his tape, you can see it. Like, He's listed it as anywhere from being six foot to six foot two, and I think he's more on the six foot two side of things. He's a bigger, stronger frame, and um, he looks like a guy who's very good at, at retaining possession. He's he's an interesting character because since he has um si since the likes of Sergio Ramos and and uh well specifically I suppose since Sergio Ramos has come into the team in um in Paris Saint Germain. That Diallo has been moved out into the left side, and he's kind of, his career has kind of stalled in Paris Saint Germain for that very reason. At, since he moved in 2019, um, he's he's to deal with players there like Marquinhos, uh, like Kipembe, um, Ramos, you know those those types of guys. So he might be only fourth choice centre half there at the moment, and he would be uh, second choice left back. Obviously, left back being his his auxiliary position or his secondary position, and that's where he's played a lot of games for them recently. Um, but that's not to say that that's that's not to say that he isn't a very good centre half. I think he, the fact that he's got that versatility is something that that he's leaned on uh, an awful lot. And in the latter half of the season, last season, and specifically when he plays for Senegal, he always lines up as a centre half. So centre half is definitely his position. Moving out onto the left hand side is something he can do because of his fantastic athleticism and the fact that he is pretty pretty good with the ball at his feet so we're going to take a little look at him here we're going to take a look at him in comparison to the center halves we have at the moment as opposed to looking at him with regards to the center halves and in, in the top five leagues in europe um <laughs> soupy says brum is an upgrade on paris for sure the rotunda is complete is is completed unlike the eiffel tower exactly exactly that's my thoughts but it's funny that the the, the thing that intrigued me as i said about this one is the Parisian and gffn were they were confident enough to attribute quotes to him with regards to the fact that he wants to work with Steven Gerrard. And look, it might be a lot of pie in the sky. It might be a lot of nonsense or rubbish, but he's a fun guy to look at. He's a fun player. And if he was somebody that we were looking to bring in, or if this type of player was somebody we're looking to bring in, and I don't disbelieve that it, it, it like it, it's funny when you're linked with the, with the Jan Bednarek's of this world, and then you're linked with the Abdou Diallo's and the Kletic cars. And I know for a fact that that. Uh, Aston Villa, because of the fact we've been linked with him for so long, Coletta Carr, that we are looking at him or we were looking at him, maybe a deal couldn't be done. And uh, we are looking now for a centre half when we didn't uh, plan to be looking for one until Diego Carlos got injured. So um, so let's take a look at some of the statistics here. So I don't know, this, is, this might be a bit small for those of you uh, with failing eyes like myself. And oh, shite. 
I forgot to change the the logo here from Southampton. I'd see. I told you the Jan Bednarak yeah, uh, statue done. <laughs> you can see I've even left in the Southampton uh, logo here as opposed to taking out the PSG. I really need a producer. If anybody out there wants to be my producer, please give me a call on five 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 for the love of Paul McGrath. I'd absolutely love it. Um, but anyway, Abdul Diallo is. I've marked him here as six foot. I took the smallest, the smallest height I could get for him. Um, anything above that then is a bonus. But he's marked anywhere on three different sites. Mark him six foot, six one, and six two. So I, I took the six foot. He's left footed. Um, he is uh, twenty six years of age. He plays either left centre half or full or full back. And what we can see here is with the stat sheet that I have there, I marked it in, in defensive stats and the passing and possession stats as well. There, put him up against Tyrone Mings, Nezri Kanza. Um, once again, the reasons for that, guys, as you will know, is that I think the Callum Chambers, in comparison to these guys, has a lower sample set. So for that reason, until his sample set gets a bit higher, I won't be including him in, in here. And um, yeah, as I say, I think that's fair because the sample set is is too low. But when we look at him here, um, gets through the tackles, 2.45 tackles per game. Granted that some of these were out at left back and he would have more of an opportunity to tackle, but that's still a good clip of tackling, you know, for uh, for a defender. Um, tackles one, he wins 1.52 out of those. Um, you know, pressures, he's up there with pressures and pressure success rate is 42% in comparison to the two the two gentlemen that I have here. And the reason that I'm highlighting these these statistics of those in, in particular are that no matter whether he's playing centre half or whether he's playing at left back, he's natural his natural want is to use his athleticism to get involved with players. And I've spoken about that with certain players that will have been linked to recently about that they that they can uh, defend that small bit higher up the field because they have athleticism to get back. They're kind of a C-man, get-man, C-ball, get-ball kind of type defenders. And I would say that this guy is is one of these um one of these guys, uh, that we could, one of these new types of defenders, should I say, that, that back themselves to attack the ball. And and, and I tell you, Shali or Shali or whatever pronounce it as well, he's one of those guys as well. He's a brute, he sees ball, he gets ball, and I'm looking forward to doing a piece on him, albeit I will admit, even with the the, the scouting, the, the scouting, um. Uh, things that I have access to, it's hard to find statistics in the Turkish league for whatever reason. Um, it always is. It's always notoriously hard to, to find those statistics. But um, I do have one or two things on him that uh, I might put together tomorrow or maybe even later today. Or, hey, look, if Bednarak joins, then knock all this stuff in the head. But we'll take a look at it anyway. The aerial dual success, as I've seen mentioned there in the comments there, aerial dual success, we can see 76.5% of his aerial duels he was successful with. That's really good for me. That means that he's comfortable even being out in the left left flank, which he was for the start of the season. Obviously, being moved back into centre half for the for the end of the season or for the second half of the season, he was comfortable in the air. Um, he's a he's a he's a long, languid, strong type guy. He's got a strong frame, um, as I say, and and he uses it when he's in the air and um, commits a, commits the odd foul. More than the odd fall, 1.63. But then again, being pushed out left and out to the wide, out, out to a wider defensive area, as we can see here on his heat map, will do that to you. You know, you're going to commit more fouls because you're going to have people running at you more. You're going to have less protection out there. And uh, this guy's comfortable out there for us, as we know whereby we only defend with two players. Being comfortable in space and being comfortable being attacked and being ran at um, is, is, is probably a, a, a massive... Um, a massive uh, plus point, I think, for a player like this for Aston Villa at the moment. Um, once again, when I look at these players as well, it's not even—it's not really even about signing them. It's about trying to discern what 
type of a player in the name of God are they actually looking for? What type of a centre-half are they looking for? And it may turn out that, that they sign somebody completely different, but I think the fun of it is trying to find the type of player or the skill sets that they're looking for. And so far, when we look at the aerial dual success rate, I think that's somebody that they're looking for, somebody who can be good in the air. And hopefully, they're hoping that they can sign somebody who's good at passing in the ground, like Coletta Carr, like the, uh, Diego Carlos was, like this guy is, and we can see his passing statistics there, 88.2% passing uh, passing completion rate, a progressive pass distance of 455.7 uh, yards. I must say, this guy's accurate range of both lateral and diagonal passing is brilliant. Like, you know, there's a reason why he was moved out to left back, and it's because he's a really good passer of the ball. Um, he's, he's the type of guy, when he was with Dortmund, I read a piece that Michael Zork wrote about him he's the one of the technical directors of uh or was of um of Dortmund and he wrote that the reason that they brought him in was so they could bypass low blocks in midfield because he was able to switch the play so quickly and so so efficiently um at such a young age and now granted that would have been back in 2018 2019 which is four years ago as a 22 year old but they had the confidence in him to do that from center half as a 22 year old and that was one of the things that drew him towards Abdou Diallo. And that's kind of something you don't really lose. That ability to be able to ping a pass from a centre half is really important. And we we do have uh, Tyrone Mings at the minute who likes to go along with the ball or is the person that tries to hold onto the ball for us and tries to pass it out of defence. If you've got somebody there who's a lot more comfortable, which maybe brought into play beside him, I don't know, somebody like an Abdou Diallo or somebody like a Coletta Carr or somebody who can pass the ball, well, then that's obviously going to be better for us when we're trying to break down those those uh, mid-blocks, which just cause us so much difficulty, and low blocks, which cause us so much difficulty as well. Um... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So that's really kind of the biggest areas that, that we, we that, that he, the best areas that he offers in are aerial prowess, shall I say, and he's passing it for sure. The, the, the defensive statistics regards to tackles and pressures and stuff. I'm not getting too excited about those for the simple fact that if he's pulled into the center, they're going to drop by dint of him having protection and him backing off because that's what center halves do. You see the best center halves in the world. I've said it before. Like you look at the likes of Ruben Diaz, his tackle statistics, his pressure statistics, his block statistics. You want those to be low because that means they're being protected and they're not having to work that hard. The guys who have the have massive statistics in there potentially when you look at how they play you want them to be protected but then you've got some guys who have huge statistics there as well and they're being moved around the field and have to tackle in areas that they're not comfortable with that is one reason why they may have high statistics in there other reasons maybe that they're playing in a, a, a bad team 
that have to defend an awful lot as well. So that's why you have to watch and you have to look at the statistics as well. Uh, because, you know, your eyes can deceive you and the numbers can deceive you as well. Uh, but yeah, this is Abdul Diallo. I'm not going to go into a massive, massive uh, diatribe about him as well. But I think the biggest thing for him is that he's had... He's been praised all the way up and he had those four moves in four years. And I think for him, he's looking at something at the minute of maybe getting a bit of stability in his career. Yes, he's been at PSG since 2019, so he's three years there. But a footballing education has come quickly for him through the through, through French leagues, first of all, as I said, with, with Monaco. Then he went into the Belgian league. Then he went to the German league with Mainz. So he's not averse to going to, to, going to a mid-place team within a league if he wants to continue his footballing education or maybe get games or or, or um, get a learning. Like, he left Monaco to join Mainz when he probably could have stayed at Monaco because he was highly thought of. And then through Mainz, then obviously got his move to, to Borussia Dortmund next year. And then from Borussia Dortmund, immediately a year later, got his move to, Chris, or to, to Crystal Palace. Jesus, that'd be something. To Paris Saint-Germain. Um, so he is somebody who will back himself um, and we'll be confident that he can come in and do a job for for a team, and he's not just one of these players who's holding out for um, for a, a, a top echelon club uh, all the time. You can kind of probably like when he, if you think of it this way, fourth choice centre half. Probably not going to see an awful lot of game time today unless he's going to be pushed out to the left left wing. Yes, as I say, last at the end of last season he was played centre half, but think about Courtney House, Courtney House, Aston Villa could have stayed here as our fourth choice centre half and a lot of people are asking why he didn't but the club have done him a solid by letting him go out and restart his career at Watford because he hasn't played an awful lot with injuries and before that he wasn't getting into the team and he's 27 years of age and he's got his career to look after and he, I would imagine he's come to Aston Villa and asked for asked to be uh, to be allowed to go out and loan like he signed a new contract last season Two reasons for that would be probably because he didn't envisage getting injured. Second one is the club probably signed him on to better terms so that they could protect his value in case they need to sell him because he they didn't want him to run down his contract. And yeah, he gets injured and I think he wants to go and kickstart his career at Watford. So let's see what happens with him. And there could be something similar like this, like this for this guy where he moves to a club, a, mi a, a mid-range club. And I think that's, you know, what, that's the best case scenario for us at the moment is we would be considered a middle of the road, middle of the Premier League team. And he wants to probably try his try his luck in the Premier League, having uh, played in, in Germany and in France already. So I'm playing in the Premier in the Champions League as well. So look, will it happen? No, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Would I be happy if I did? Yeah. Yeah, I would be very happy if this happened because uh, he's a he's he's a well thought of player who's had maybe a year and a half of kind of being out of the Paris Saint Germain team, which is a fantastic team as well. And he could be someone who could come to us and kickstart his career. Um, if he was to join, I think it would be a good move. But as I say, we will have to see. And there are how many days left? Seven days left in the in the transfer window. So we will see by then. Um, let's have a look at some of your comments that are there. Um, I'm just going to go up down to the ones with regards to the actual player himself, if you guys don't mind. Uh, well, Camera Baby actually asked, when are we signing a better number eight, lads? It's madness that we haven't been linked with any. I, I, I wouldn't even be like... Put it this way, we've been linked to this guy and the likelihood of us signing him is, is probably slim. You know, so I wouldn't take being linked with players to, to be... Uh, to be all and end all, uh, but 
I would be very surprised if they weren't working on a central midfielder at this moment in time. Um, and as I say, seven days left in the transfer window, we might see some links come out, uh, come out in the next few days. But I for uh, for for me as well, I think uh, a number eight is definitely needed. Uh, with to come into the come into the group anyway, at least I think a centre half is needed. And as I've said since the start of the transfer window, I'm not confident with the striking options that we have. And I'd like another one to come in there if we could possibly get somebody in there. And uh, I've seen Ben Brereton Diaz linked today. Um, but I, uh, yeah, as I say, we will. I'm definitely going to wait for any strikers to become a small bit more con concrete before we do anything there. Because I think on a, a list of priorities, they're definitely down the bottom, as in like third priority of where we're uh, who, where we're looking to sign at the moment. Um, where are we? British Mick says, those stats are solid, to be fair, all-round high stats, better than what we have in all but two areas. And likely, uh, and being that he'll likely be playing with Mings, he complimented him well. Yeah, and, and as I say, the, the, the thing about the, the, the Mings situation is that he is, um, like, they're both going to be left-footed. Now, any of you who watch the podcast will know I'm not a massive, I, I don't really care if there's a left and a right foot combination at centre half, yeah, look, from, for obvious reasons, it probably makes sense. But for me, you know, if you, there comes a time where you have to put your two best defenders in the field, you know, and, and, and they'll figure it out, the professional footballers, they'll figure it out um, between the two of them. And there was times, actually, if you go back and you watch the game against Crystal Palace, the Kanza and Ming switched specifically in the first half. Yes, at towards the end of the first half, they actually the two two of them switched for a ten min, minute period. I can't say whether they did it in the second half, but I remember uh, noticing it when I was watching back, and uh, I thought it was interesting that the two of them switch did switch sides, and um, whether they were just marking certain players or looking at towards their details, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm not a big like it wouldn't be the end of the world if we had two left footers um, as as our two centre halves for me at all. Um, mm, mm, mm. Adrian McKeever says as a club we need to get a move on and bring in a centre back especially with Carlos injury and House going out and loan yeah and, and I think we will um, you know we still have Kanza and we still have Chambers um, that we can play there so while we're in immediate need for the rest of the season to bring in a centre half for sure 100% agree I think we can afford to make sure that we're negotiating for the right player for us uh, whoever like uh, and and look we may not get the the number one target that we have I, I would go so far as to say that we likely won't get the number one target that we're looking for at the uh right now because teams know that we're looking for somebody and they may up the price and look that's just unfortunate for the simple fact that we've got we spent 29 million on somebody and they got injured can't really blame can't blame the club for that but what i can uh understand is maybe why this yes the center half is is badly needed but we do have chambers and we do have kanza so we're not treadbare there just yet, um, but we would be if we were to go into the rest of the season with only two, with only three um, centre-halves. So I can understand why they are definitely. And I would be, listen, my beard would fall off, I'd say, if we didn't buy a, a centre-half uh, before the end of the season. And likewise, I think uh, we would bring in maybe, maybe definitely one, maybe two and possibly three. Just have a hunch on that, that we could get one in each line all the way up. Um. Mm, 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 mm. 
Yes. Captain K says, I've seen us getting pressured with a high press at times. We struggled to pass out from the back and could he help combat this issue? Yes, as I mentioned, that uh, Michael Zark mentioned that whereby uh, teams were, were setting their mid-block and then were uh, allowing their attacking players to to, to press up, up higher in the field. He was able to get them out of those situations because he was able to, number one, carry the ball. And second of all, he was able to carry it past the press and then on towards the mid-block and then over, essentially overshoot the the mid block with good passing so look it's something that i read that that was that was what Bruce dortmund um uh, that's what that's what they found intriguing about him um so yeah in theory that's something that he could do um where else are we uh, yeah johnny says do we ever know if he's played the right center back position have to assume whoever we bring in will be playing with wings so it might be yeah sorry i i think i answered that question earlier i only see i only saw it now but it, for me it's not the end of the world having two left footers there i think there's uh uh i i, I think that that look it's say it's, it's it's not the end of the world for me but we'll see what way the club feel about it for sure um Johnny also says I take almost anyone over Benrack to be fair, so the bar has to be clear uh, has to be clear ain't that high. Um the bar he has to clear ain't that high. And party that party DZN says the worst part of this Benrack deal is I'm mentally preparing myself to get let down when we signed him. But we've been linked to two brilliant replacements today and uh, then had this news. So let's just see, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I'd like to talk about them all. I think it's uh, I, I enjoy looking at players. I enjoy like Abdou Diallo is somebody that's been uh, played at the top echelon of of European football since two thousand and eight. As I say, nearly five years now. So he's definitely somebody that we should talk about when we're linked to a player of that stature who's only twenty six as well. So uh, we will um, we will continue to talk about these players as we're linked to them. We may sign them, we may not, but it's a bit of crack anyway. You know, it's better than watching teams lose three one to Crystal Palace. Um, and that is for sure. Well, it is. It's better crack for me anyway. I don't know about you guys, uh, but it certainly is for me. Um, <laughs> Aurelio Gomez says, have you have they never seen Rocky 2 where he retrained from being Southpaw? No, that would be something. That would be something. And yes, uh, we do need a bit of Rocky spirit, I think, in the in the squad at the moment. And uh, I think it's definitely... Um, I, I, I think, yeah, we can invoke the spirit of Rocky Balboa, I think, uh, specifically when we go when we go two one down because we definitely can't get ourselves up off the canvas and start punching back at that at well you haven't been able to do it really since the turn of the year so uh, that would be nice if we were able to invoke that spirit and get back uh, to get back on parity after going down but uh, look as I say we've got West Ham at the weekend myself and Paddy will be doing a preview show probably on Friday. And um, we will come back with a preview show. And look, if anything breaks tomorrow, um, with regards to the transfers, we will come back and we will chat more about them. Thanks so much, everybody. It's been 25 minutes of uh, just chatting you know, about a player that we've been linked to. Thanks a million for your time. Thanks a million for always watching. Really appreciate every single one of you for watching and for listening and for being part of the show with your great comments. And uh, I hope these uh, stat sheets and stuff like that. Hope they're of value. You know, and if they are, and if you want to hear of, or you want to see of any of them, just let me know. I'd like to do more of them. Anyway, thanks so much, guys. Got to run. Have a fantastic afternoon. Have a fantastic evening. Until next time, up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.